You are listening to Bitcoin, Blockchain and the Technologies of Our Future with Naomi Brockwell. Our cell number is tied to everything we do because we hand it out to everyone, to the doctor's office, to our social media accounts, to merchants and rewards programs. Most of us have had cell phone numbers for many years, even decades. And so that number can become you know, pretty much associated to us like a social security number. JD Mumford is the co-CEO of Anonymy Labs, and he says that our cell number can reveal a lot of information about us. It's a unique identifier for all of us. Essentially, if you hand it out during every interaction you have, whether it be with a merchant, the government, a healthcare provider, it allows those interactions to be correlated. Tied together into a social graph of all our personal information. This information doesn't just stay with the thousands of services services we interact with directly. It's also harvested by data brokers and sold to countless other parties. You sign up for a service and you're immediately called and spammed by a political campaign or so on. It's because that information was sold to the highest bidder. I made the unfortunate mistake of booking a hotel online with my personal phone number and even today I'm still getting calls. That phone number has become more valuable just because of the different interactions than you know, your credit card number or your social security number. Valuable to whom? Advertisers, people who make money selling your data, but also criminals. Bad actors will have access to this information. It's out there on the deep and, and dark web. You can get information around an individual and then you know, either do fraudulent activity like setting up accounts on their behalf, all the way to falsifying their identity and doing bad acts online. You'd be surprised how common it is for someone to suddenly find out that a criminal took out loans or mortgages in their name and now they're on the hook all because the criminal was able to gather enough information about that person online. Using someone's cell number as a unique identifier is a key component of that. But the cat's kind of out of the bag for most of us. Our phone number is everywhere at this stage. There's really no way for me to basically protect that phone number anymore. It's it's out there. That number has a lot of what I like to call digital exhaust. A trail we leave behind us by overloading our cell with too much associated information. So in this video, we're going to give an example of a cleanup strategy that you can use for your phone setup to lock down your existing number and create multiple VoIP numbers not associated to your real world identity that don't tie all your activities together. Feel free to skip ahead to any of the chapters most relevant to you or watch the full video for a step-by-step -step guide to reclaiming your phone privacy. Let's get started started with understanding the difference between a VoIP number and a cell number. VoIP numbers, voice over IP numbers, are typically categorized as mobile numbers. A cell phone number is typically a SIM card based number. Essentially, cell phone numbers have a SIM card that connects with cell towers, which allows the cell towers to track the movement of the phone wherever it goes. In other words, if someone knows what your cell number is, they can use it to track your movements. VoIP, which stands for voice over IP, uses the internet to operate, not cell towers. So that number can't be used to track your movements. For the VoIP number, if you're using it over Wi-Fi and you have cell data turned off, then you don't have that same type of issue where you can be effectively tracked and associated with that SIM card. So some really privacy conscious people don't use SIM cards at all. They forego the convenience of constant data and opt to only use their phones with Wi-Fi so that the cell towers can't track their location via a SIM. Others may prefer to have a SIM so that they can have constant data, which means that cell towers can still track that SIM. 
But in this second scenario, your SIM card and that VoIP number don't ever get associated. This means that your VoIP number can't be used to track you via cell towers. And as long as you keep your real cell number secret, you help protect against it being used to track you when you use the SIM for data. I don't use my cell phone number for pretty much anything. There are extreme measures that you can take to keep your SIM a total secret and disassociated from your identity, but that's outside the scope of this video. For now, just not handing out your real cell number to anyone can go a long way to protecting your privacy. Now, is there a functional difference between a VoIP number and a cell number from a user's perspective? Not really. A VoIP number acts just like your you know, normal cell phone number. Both are maintained still by carriers where you can make a phone call, send SMS, receive SMS. But a big difference is that one SIM card means one cell number, which usually translates to one number per device. Occasionally two if you have two SIM card slots. So most people have become used to having just one contact number associated with their identity. With VoIP, suddenly you can have an app that gives you hundreds of numbers. This gives us more control over our data. So let's dive into how to set up these numbers and restructure your phone usage. There are a million ways you could go, but I'm basing this particular strategy on advice given by privacy expert Michael Basil. If you haven't read his book Extreme Privacy, I highly recommend it and there's a link in the video description. Step one of this strategy involves locking down your existing number and starting to wean people off it. In step two, you'll get a new prepaid SIM, but you won't ever share or use the cell number associated with that SIM. You'll use the SIM for data only, and you'll use VoIP for your communication. Step three, you get set up with a VoIP provider. Create multiple VoIP numbers, and you'll compartmentalize each number with a different purpose, essentially siloing your activities so that they can't be associated with each other. Let's get started. First, how to lock down your existing cell number by turning it into a VoIP number. You don't want to just get rid of this number that you've had forever because people might still try to contact you there. But keeping the number active with your cell provider is not ideal. We'll port it to VoIP for two reasons. First, maintaining a cell number is expensive. With VoIP, there'll be either no monthly cost to keep that number active or a minimal one, depending on which VoIP provider you choose. Second, cell providers have notoriously bad security. Porting to VoIP will help you secure your account. It's very easy to port away numbers. Number porting or SIM swap attacks happen all the time with cell numbers. It's basically where I no longer have control over my my phone. A hacker will convince your cell provider that they are you and that they want to move their number to a new SIM. This will give the hacker full control over your number. There are locks that you can put on your account so that higher security checks are required before a number can be ported. But they don't work. I have a friend who put all kinds of security checks on his cell account, saying under no circumstances port this number, and his number was ported anyway, resulting in him getting a ton of money stolen. That's because at cell providers, a fallible human is in charge of your security, and they can be manipulated or coerced into compromising your account. Sometimes these attacks are even an inside job, where an employee at a cell provider is paid to help a hacker port a number. So how does does porting a number to VoIP help prevent number porting attacks? And here's where I'm going to lose some of you. I recommend you port your existing number into Google Voice. What? For those of you still listening, I'll explain why. Google is terrible for privacy 
but they're great for security and have by far the best tools for securing accounts out of all the VoIP providers. For example, they offer an advanced protection program and I can use a YubiKey to lock down my account, which is one of the most secure forms of two-factor authentication. This makes it far more difficult for someone to execute a porting attack. There's also an economic reason to port your existing cell to Google Voice. There is no monthly charge to keep that phone number active, just a $20 one-time fee to port it over. You can of course choose to port that number to a different VoIP provider instead of Google, but you'll be paying at least a dollar a month to keep that number active. But what about the privacy concerns? Google is the worst! If I port my number to a different VoIP provider, I'll get a bit more privacy, right? I totally respect the decision to opt out of using any Google services, but don't be naive about any privacy that you'll be getting. VoIP numbers are not for privacy. They're not end-to-end -end encrypted. As Michael Basil says, they are numbers that we have whenever someone forces us to use that type of communication. They are not secure communication. Your aim is to wean people off using your existing cell number. Once it's been ported to VoIP, you won't use this number again to call or message anyone. It will be a receiving number only. You'll set all calls you receive to go straight to voicemail, where they'll be automatically transcribed, and emailed to your Google Voice Gmail account, and any messages will also be automatically emailed to you. Then, so that you never actually have to log into Google to access these communications, you'll set up an automatic forwarder to an email of your choice, and you'll set these original emails in Gmail to auto-delete. Once you receive notice of these calls and messages in your email, you can then choose which method you want to use to respond, if you want to respond at all. The steps for porting to Google Voice are super easy. Have your account number and PIN from your current service provider ready. You may need to call your cell provider to access them. Go to the Google Voice website, open a new account and pick a new number. It doesn't matter which number you pick because you're about to replace it with the number you're porting in. Then in settings, select account and click port a number. Enter the phone number you want to port, confirm via the verification code and pay the one-time fee. That's it. The porting process will typically take 24 hours. Don't forget to lock down your account with two-factor verification, ideally a YubiKey. Your existing provider should automatically disconnect once the porting process is over. Do not cancel your existing plan before the porting is finished because you may lose your number. On to phase two, buying a new SIM. Michael Basil recommends a prepaid Mint Mobile SIM which you can buy with cash at any Best Buy, but there are countless options you could choose. Remember, you're you're not going to use this cell number or give it to anyone, you're just using the SIM for data. Phase 3 and final step, you're going to create an account with a VoIP provider and set up multiple VoIP numbers. Each number you create will be used for a distinct purpose. I don't want the same phone number that I use for work for what I do for my social interactions or for my kids school related items. I want a different one for each. That ability to compartmentalize or really firewall my activities and ensure that they don't kind of bleed into each other is, is critical. This way, if the number you provide for online purchases gets sold to a data broker, they don't know which number you use for your medical appointments or the number you use with family or friends. If there's a data breach at your bank, the number leaked doesn't reveal the number you use for your government communications. Now I have multiple numbers and I use those for various interactions, activities, and I compartmentalize how I'm doing that. Not only does having multiple VoIP numbers make it harder for your different activities to be correlated with each other, it also keeps your communications more manageable. You can turn off notifications for certain numbers. My work 
profile has all the notifications turned on. I want to receive those calls immediately. But for the things I do for like the social media type stuff, I'm getting all of the inbound kind of spam from the shopping I was doing, from the newsletters I signed up for. You can control what is going on there and you can turn on or off notifications. It puts me in control of that influx of information, which unfortunately none of us can get out of. So which VoIP providers should you use? Platforms like Twilio and Telnix will allow you to control your VoIP numbers yourself. And if you plan to have 40 different numbers, they might be a good option for you. But these platforms are also super complicated to configure. So we're gonna save that for another video. In this video, we'll look at MySudo, where JD is actually co-CEO. As always, MySudo didn't sponsor this episode. We don't actually do show sponsors. This is just a cool privacy tool that allows you to silo different parts of your life. In MySudo, you can create multiple VoIP numbers each of which they package up with uh, what we call a digital identity or a pseudo, a profile. In your MySudo account, you'll have a list of pseudos or profiles that you'll create. Each one is given a name so that you can easily identify its purpose, like purchases or work. And then you'll add capabilities to that profile. It's not just VoIP capabilities that MySudo offers. You can outfit it with you know, a working phone number, a working email address, a working virtual card. You have a private browser instance that's also associated with it, which has ad and tracker blocking, and it basically can compartmentalize all your online activities. Different proxy identities for each area of your life, all clearly laid out so that you know exactly which contact information is linked with each one. The virtual cards, email, and search tools they offer are outside of the scope of this video, but they're all included when you sign up for your VoIP numbers. For $1 a month, you get one VoIP number. For $15 a month, you can get up to nine VoIP numbers. That phone number you use is just like any phone number you have. You can call a landline, you can call another cell phone. You can use that number for any type of communications you historically would with a cell phone number. Inbound call shows up in your notifications. You can quickly access it you know, and start talking. Same goes for receiving messages. You'll click a notification that you got a new message and it'll open straight up in MySudo. On top of that, if you call or message someone who's also a MySudo user, that communication is end-to-end -end encrypted. The minute that you use it with another user, we know that you're in our network and we basically can ensure that those communications are encrypted. When you first choose your number, you can specify which area code you'd like for that number. If you want a number in a specific locale, like I want one for San Francisco versus Washington DC, you can basically search for those. There are even a couple of international locale options. You can also port numbers into MySudo. So if you want to port your existing number here instead of to Google Voice, you just need to contact them and they'll walk you through the process. And now that number is basically managed under MySudo and yeah, you're in complete control of it. My favorite part of the platform is that they don't KYC users in order to issue them a VoIP number. We're not asking for any identifiable PII, person identifiable information to get in and start using the application. If you want to sign up for a paid plan, you will have to give payment details, but you can always use a virtual card if you'd prefer. The only time you'll be asked for more details about yourself is if you sign up for their virtual card service, because they're required to ask for more info by law. Otherwise, we don't ask for a name, your cell phone number, or any piece of information. They don't store login details for you. There's no username, there's no password that could be compromised. So how are your accounts and services with them managed? What we do is create a private and public key. That private key is stored on your device in the chipset and only the user can access. Your data effectively is encrypted and only that user has the key. Because of this, I recommend you make an encrypted backup of your phone that you regularly update. There's nothing Anonymy Labs can do to access your information, your data, how you're using the app, the emails that you, you've 
receive, for example, you know, the, the encrypted messages that you have between another user. Therefore, it's up to the user to ensure that they back up and maintain their information. They lose their device and they don't have that backup, for example. Unfortunately, we just can't get it back. That's by design to create a more private experience for the user. I also recommend that you add a pin to your MySudo account for an extra layer of security. One thing to keep in mind if you're switching over entirely to VoIP numbers instead of cell numbers is that there are sometimes services that refuse to support VoIP numbers. It's not because the number is functionally different from a cell number, it's just that it's been categorized as a VoIP number and that business has decided that they don't like VoIP numbers. There are ways of tricking companies into thinking that your VoIP number is actually a cell number. And we'll go over that in another video. Now, if you follow these steps, you'll probably go from paying upwards of $40 a month for a single cell number to paying $15 a month for nine new numbers. And you'll still be able to receive calls and messages from your existing number in perpetuity. If you add a new prepaid SIM to your setup so that you can get data anywhere you go, with Mint, you can get 10 gigabytes of data for just $20 a month. And you now have a setup that gives you more control over the information that you hand out and how much your activities can be associated with each other. And if you keep your new cell number private and never use it for communications, you're also mitigating the risk of people being able to track you via cell towers by using that number. All in all, we need to ditch the idea that we have one number that we give to everyone our whole lives. I have a profile for shopping, for work, for friends and family, and a bunch of others. And I love how easy it is to manage them all. And my pseudo is compatible with Android, iOS, and graphene phones. So it works on all of my devices. Really what we're trying to do is address the dire need for you know more control over our personal information. It's awesome that increasingly people are understanding why privacy is important. And even more awesome that there are so many companies giving us tools to protect this privacy. This really is like the hot topic of our decade. Mainstream companies are trying to embolden their brand through you know being conscientious of an end user's privacy. And so our job is to keep an eye out for these privacy tools and learn which ones will fit best in our privacy toolbox. Remember, you're planning for your future by integrating these privacy tools into your life now. And I'm a Bitcoin,